Market volatility continues amid a sell-off of risky assets, including certain stocks and especially cryptocurrencies this week. So far, the Dow is down more than 5% this year. The U.S. Fed and Bank of Canada both signaled on Wednesday that future interest rates would rise as central bank actions to support the pandemic economy in both countries will be dialed back in light of high inflation. Pandemic deaths, however, this week exceeded their peak from the Delta wave of last year. Consumer confidence is a little confused, as inflation is high, housing is expensive, wages are high, unemployment is low, and the pandemic future is highly uncertain. So far, 2022 isn't just a roller coaster, it's a whole Six Flags theme park, and we haven't even gotten to the water rides yet. In this edition of Commerce Code, rethinking loyalty for specialty merchants and every customer. A conversation with Rethink Loyalty and Fanatics. Dan Carell here, and this is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. Thanks for joining us for insights into the evolving world of digital commerce. The International Monetary Fund reported this week that it now expects slower global growth in 2022 due to inflation and supply chain problems. The U.S. is expected to be hit harder than other economies. The IMF's global growth estimate dropped from 5.9% to 4.4% based on several factors. IMF economists expect the U.S. to grow at 4%. One major distinguishing factor between the United States and other developed economies is the lower labor participation rate, which dropped further and rebounded less than in other developed economies as a result of the pandemic. As a result, U.S. labor costs remain high and climbing, while labor costs across other developing economies are below pre-pandemic levels on average. This impacts every business, but most acutely retailers and the service economy. The Wall Street Journal this week reports systemic impacts on the U.S. food system, with grocery shelves reflecting labor shortages. Nevertheless, the economy marches along, with hopes rising that the current COVID wave will dissipate in the U.S. in the coming weeks. American consumers remain central to global demand, and hopefully they will be back to work and back in stores by spring. We're in a conversation today about the broad base of consumers and how loyalty programs can engage those consumers with their favored brands, even when purchases with those brands are not necessarily frequent or large. Loyalty programs, of course, are associated with major consumer relationships, airlines and hotels for frequent travelers, credit cards, grocery or pharmacy for nearly everyone. But how many loyalty programs are we members of, but we don't even remember it? We have rarely engaged or maybe don't know what they're for. I'll confess to having at least one loyalty membership myself that I'm puzzled by because it seems complicated and I haven't invested the time to figure it out. Today we're talking with Simon Goldstein, the founder and CEO of Rethink Loyalty and Douglas Glazer of Fanatics. Fanatics is a leading source for sports apparel and fan gear, and Rethink Loyalty builds, operates, and funds low-cost, partner-powered loyalty programs, rewarding customers wherever they shop across about 65,000 locations. Simon and Doug, thank you so much for joining us today on Commerce Code. We're excited to have the conversation. Where are you joining us from? Thanks, Dan. I'm in Toronto. And I'm up in Seattle, Washington. Fantastic. We're really interested in some of the innovations here and things you've been working on in the loyalty space. And so I'd love it if you could just tell the basic story of how Rethink Loyalty was founded and basically how it works. Traditional loyalty programs are expensive and complex to build, operate, and fund, making loyalty inaccessible to many brands. They're built on brands rewarding their customers for shopping only with them. Rethink Loyalty began by focusing on the added value in rewarding a brand's customers everywhere else they shop, so they would spend more with them. 
We then partnered with Rakuten and Cartera to aggregate best-in-class merchant-funded online and in-store card-linked offers to power our loyalty programs. What we're really doing is making sophisticated loyalty platforms that were traditionally only available to banks and airlines financially and operationally accessible to all industries. It's such an interesting, I guess, example in the organizations that you name now of collaboration and the importance of collaboration and creating a bigger platform, especially perhaps for medium and smaller sized organizations. Is that roughly right? Yeah, I think the way we see our partners, not as competitors, but as channel partners that bring offers and we make those offers accessible to loyalty partners like Fanatics. Yeah. So you have partnered with Fanatics. And for those who may not know, Fanatics is the world's largest retailer of licensed sports merchandise. And so Rethink Loyalty is working with Fanatics to boost engagement, enhance loyalty. I'd love to learn a little bit more about that partnership because I know it's been an interesting one. Yeah, for sure. We love the concept of what we call FanCash Plus. We were really in sync with Simon from pretty much the first time we met. Fanatics, as big as the company has gotten, is essentially a specialty retailer. And even our most avid fans are shopping with us maybe a handful of times a year. So it's an uphill battle for our loyalty program to be relevant to them and to have a meaningful impact. We don't give out a ton of fan cash, which is our currency, and we don't give them that many reasons to engage with us between their purchases. So the idea of having fan cash plus as a program to award purchases at Home Depot or Best Buy or wherever addresses both of these problems. It's a way to both remain top of mind in between gear purchases and to put a lot more fan cash into our fans' wallets, which happens to be funded by the merchants, which is even better. We hope it'll make fan cash rewards our program stand out for our customers and drive purchase frequency. There are many options in terms of how to approach loyalty programs. Doug, and I'm curious what it was about Rethink's approach that sort of had a different value proposition maybe or why it was that you chose to work with them. I think it was this notion of looking outside of our own ecosystem and looking outside of our direct engagement with our customers and using the platform to be relevant to our customers all the time, not just in that handful of times that they're shopping with us each year. It's interesting to think about loyalty in the sports merchandise world because I think of it as, I guess, the most innately loyalty-oriented thing in a way to begin with, right? The Toronto Maple Leafs was my local hockey team. And so in the 70s, grew up with that. And so that sense of deep identity, but your point then is to be able to carry that through and develop the customer relationship with those fans working with you. I guess that's a long way of me saying, you know a few things about loyalty to begin with. Yeah, and we absolutely do as much as we can to lean on the affinity that our fans have for the teams they love. And that's a great starting point for us. As we look forward to the rest of the year, what strategies do you think will be most beneficial for loyalty platforms just in terms of taking that personalized user experience to the next level? Loyalty is not something that comes specifically from the loyalty program. It's been said countless times that building the customer relationship isn't something that happens in a silo. It happens all across the organization. So as we think about our top organizational priorities for 2022, we're focusing on the core experiences that we know our fans will always want. Things like faster delivery, easier returns, better product quality. But then within the reward space, the loyalty space, we still have plenty of work to do in creating a more personalized experience, whether that's doing more with team preferences or the site experience itself to help customers get to what they're looking for faster and giving them more ways to earn fan cash. It seems like from your description of the program as it's been built, you also end up with more intelligence, more data, and a better understanding of the customer, right? 
For sure. On our end, we really believe that to build a more personalized experience for loyalty in 2022, brands are going to have to move beyond focusing on what their customers do within their real or virtual walls and get to know their customers everywhere else they shop. And as part of that, Rethink is rolling out a smart shopping assistant designed to reward customers and keep brands like Fanatics top of mind whenever they're searching or shopping in store or online. Based on our partner data, this will increase the lifetime value of our loyalty members by 9x. The Thinking about fan cash, maybe just a little bit more on that. How does that fan cash approach help Fanatics stand out in particular from your competition? Yeah, but we have a vision that FanCash can become really the sports loyalty currency. Fanatics today is primarily an apparel retailer, but the company has made a lot of announcements in terms of becoming the digital sports platform for sports fans. And we've announced that we're launching a sports book. We recently acquired Tops and are going hard into trading cards. We have a site for NFTs and there are more verticals that will be coming down the road. So as we build our own ecosystem, it only makes sense to also look beyond our companies um, out into the broader sports world. We're particularly excited to be working with Rethink on this because they give us an opportunity to go big fast and really be a single point of integration with N different providers who we just would never be able to reach on our own. Simon, it sounds to me from the description that you are kind of a network hub and a collaboration platform in a way, you know, as Doug describes it, an opportunity to get in and work with other folks that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. Yeah, I think the vision for what we think loyalty does is we're aggregating offers for all sorts of partners like Rakuten and Cartera, and then making them available to fund the loyalty programs of partners like Fanatics. So Doug and Simon, this has been such an interesting conversation. And I think to me, like a paradigm shift for thinking about loyalty. I asked about 2022. I'd like to call for some speculation and ask beyond that, if you think maybe two or three years down the line, which I know is an eternity, what do you think is going to be really different in the way that loyalty programs change or maybe just in the impact that Rethink or this approach that Rethink is pioneering will have on the market? I think at Rethink, we believe that loyalty is going to have to become more accessible to brands. New industries are turning to loyalty to drive customer engagement and retention and personalization in a way that hasn't been accessible to them. And the reason we've launched Rethink is to really make these kind of technologies available and accessible from a financial point of view to any brand that wants to reach and reward their customers. And I think the other problem with loyalty is that consumers are tired of being parts of loyalty programs where they don't get enough value. And that's why with Rethink Loyalty, we want to create loyalty programs that reward them everywhere they shop so that they end up with something meaningful at the end of the day. The question is often, how are you differentiating yourself and how is your program differentiating you from your competition? In a sense, in the model that Simon is describing, our competition isn't just other sports retailers or sports books or what have you. It's any program that has a strong affinity with its customers because we're going to be fighting to be the program through which they do all of their shopping, not just their sports shopping. And I see that as a really interesting mind shift. It will absolutely force us to know our customers even better, and it will make selling the value proposition really critical. But I think it's a great challenge and should improve programs across the board for everyone, including each of us in our own lives. That's got to be right. This conversation has just led me to reflect on some very basic facts about my own loyalty membership 
versus my own loyalty program engagement, which has got to be true for everybody, which is where are you a member? And then where are you engaged? And where does it sort of impact your behavior to very different things. I think this is a tremendous insight on which to base a business that's beneficial to everybody. I will close off just by saying thanks to both of you for joining us today. We really appreciate having both Rethink Loyalty and Fanatics on the line today for this episode of Commerce Code. Thanks, Dan. The conversation with Doug and Simon reminded me of an iconic loyalty program that was baked into my childhood. I'll start by saying I I don't have an obvious moral to this story, but for many of you, it's a story you probably don't know, and it's a good story. I was born in Canada. I lived there with all the other Canadians until I was seven, and then we moved to the U.S. And after that, of course, we went back to Canada a lot to see family. As kids, we had this mental catalog of things that meant that we were in Canada. Uh, which chocolate bars you could only get in Canada, which breakfast cereals, the fact that half of every label was in French, how the food at McDonald's tasted just a little different, the overwhelming culinary importance of a place called Swiss Chalet, which is basically chicken dinner. I mean, we were young. We thought it was great. One thing that meant Canada to us was Canadian Tire money. Now, first off, Canadian Tire is a store that sells basically everything. I can't think of an American equivalent exactly, but if you needed it, It was there, so sports equipment, hardware, lots of automotive stuff too, obviously tires. Anyway, Canadian Tire gave you Canadian Tire money. So when you bought something, they gave you paper bills that looked like money. They were actually printed on the same paper that Canadian currency was printed on, but in very small denominations, so like 5 cents, 20 cents. But you could collect a lot, and there would be these huge piles of bills if you shopped there much, which as far as we knew, everybody did. Of course, it it was just a loyalty program. There was no reason you couldn't use it interchangeably with real Canadian money. Everyone went to Canadian Tire eventually, and apparently other retailers occasionally even accepted it, until some lawyers screwed it up because that's what lawyers do. But especially to a kid, there was no practical difference between a dollar of Canadian Tire money and a Canadian dollar. So I tell this story because it's a loyalty program that fully transcended the world of loyalty programs by becoming widely useful and universally known And if the ultimate aspiration of a loyalty program is to give customers something of value that they can use anywhere, but regularly reminds them of your brand and brings them back to you, if that's the standard, Canadian Tire Money must be one of the most outlandishly successful loyalty programs in history. There was just piles of that stuff lying around my grandparents' houses on both sides. We used it to buy Coffee Crisp chocolate bars, which is one of those things you couldn't get in the United States, at least at the time. We might at times have thought the guy on those bills was the actual prime minister or something. He wasn't, for the record. His name was Sandy McTire. He had a mustache and looked sort of Scottish, and he smiled at you, which is not like the queen, which was on the real money. She wasn't smiling at all. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce and digital advertising, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, Take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Dan Carell, signing off. 